listening to Audio Divino, reflecting on the Sunday Gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney. In this episode, we look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verses 1 to 13, where Jesus instructs his followers on the need to use the material possessions of this world honestly in order to be part of the friendship of the children of light in God's kingdom. We begin with a reading of the text from Sandy. He also said to his disciples, There was a rich man, and he had a steward who was denounced to him for being wasteful with his property. He called for the man and said, What is this I hear about you? Draw me up an account of your stewardship, because you are not to be my steward any longer. Then the steward said to himself, Now that my master is taking the stewardship from me, what am I to do? Dig, I am not strong enough. Go begging. I should be too ashamed. Ah, I know what I will do to make sure that when I am dismissed from office, there will be some to welcome me into their homes. Then he called his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? One hundred measures of oil, he said. The steward said, Here, take your bond, sit down, and quickly write fifty. To another he said, And you, sir, how much do you owe? One hundred measures of wheat, he said. The steward said, Here, take your bond and write eighty. The master praised the dishonest steward for his astuteness, for the children of this world are more astute in dealing with their own kind than are the children of light. And so I tell you this, use money, tainted as it is, to win you friends, and thus make sure that when it fails you, they will welcome you into eternal dwellings. Anyone who is trustworthy in little things is trustworthy and great. Anyone who is dishonest in little things is dishonest and great. If then you are not trustworthy with money, that tainted thing, who will trust you with genuine riches? And if you are not trustworthy with what is not yours, who will give you what is your very own? No servant can be the slave of two masters. He will either hate the first and love the second, or be attached to the first and despise the second. You cannot be the slave both of God and of money. We will now hear a reflection on the text from Father Maloney. This Sunday's reading is no doubt a gospel account that puzzles many people. It seems strange that Jesus would seem to give his approval to a cunning but at first sight dishonest steward. The gospel account tells us of this rich man who has this steward who's been denounced to him for being wasteful with his property. When interrogated, he is told that his time as the steward of the rich man is finished. And so the steward realises his desperate situation. Now that my master is taking the stewardship from me, what am I to do? Dig? Not strong enough. Beg? I'm too ashamed. And then he comes up with his decision. Ah, I know what I will do. 
And then we have the description of what he actually does. He calls the master's debtors. He's still his steward, so he's able to call the master's debtors and asks how much they owe the master. And various quantities are given. 100 measures of oil. 100 measures of wheat. He then tells the people who have this debt to cut them back. Write 50 measures of oil. Write 80 measures of wheat. So he reduces the amount of the debt that is due to the rich master. Now for us, this is dishonest practice. But it can only be understood against the background of Jewish practice of not allowing interest. When a loan was made in ancient Israel, no interest was allowed to be charged. You lent your oil or your wheat, and when the debtor came back, you got back what you had given, the exact amount. But in order to get around this, and in order to make sure that some profit was made from the lending game, a way around this law was developed. When the loan came to be written down, the amount lent was increased. So what is actually documented is more than what exactly was given. And thus, when the debtor came back to pay, he was faced with the necessity of paying back more than he had received. And in this way, although still fulfilling the letter of the law, because the amount lent was in a document, they were gaining what we would call interest on the rent. And the rich man, about to dismiss his steward for wastefulness, finds himself dealing with a very cunning steward. Because what the steward has done is to call in the debtors of the master and to ask each one of them exactly what was owing. And the steward knows that the master has not been living exactly according to the law, but has been following the usual practice of adding quantities to his debtor's obligations. And so therefore, he cuts back on what the debtor owes. Take your bond, sit down straight away and write 50. Take your bond and write 80. Because that is in fact what he was lent. Now the steward does this, and this is the important part of the gospel today, which really doesn't make its point until the second half of the story. The steward makes this decision and acts like this because he is unable to make a livelihood by digging or begging. So he must make friends who will welcome me into their homes. By cutting back the debt to what they really did owe, these people are in his debt. They will become his friends. They will look after him 
as he has looked after them. And for that reason, the master praised the dishonest steward for his astuteness. Because the master cannot go public. The master is unable to publicly punish a cunning steward. Because if he does so, his own sinfulness, his own disobedience to the law, will come into the light. The master must not be shown as exacting interest. And the steward makes some important friends. But the point of the parable begins with the words of the master. For the children of this world are more astute in dealing with their own kind than are the children of light. This leads us into a very different sort of message from Jesus to the one we had just before the story of the father with the two sons, where Jesus told his disciples that they must leave everything. Now he fills that out a little bit by saying that just as people in this world and in the world of business affairs have to exercise a certain cunning, have to develop a certain skill in dealing with the world and its possessions, so must the children of the light. Therefore, money is a part of who we are. Tainted as it is, use it. Make friends with it so that we will generate a community of people who care for one another, who can welcome one another into the tents of eternity. We must live within the reality within which we work out our lives with our families, the education of our children, our own homes, all the things that we need. But we must do them in a way that generates a community of friends that will welcome us into the tents of eternity. But there's a way to do this. We must be trustful. Because if we are trusted in little things, we will be trusted in great things. These are the applications which Jesus makes after his parable. We must be honest Because if we are dishonest in little things, we will be dishonest in great things. So we are to deal with the world, with money, tainted as it is, in a trustful way, in an honest way, so we will be able to deal with the genuine riches which come to us from the gift of God in and through Jesus Christ. And this gift that comes to us from Jesus Christ is a gift. And that's the importance of Jesus' words, if you cannot be trusted in what is not yours, this wonderful gift which is not yours, used trustfully, used honestly, who will give you what is your very own, the very reason for your being, which is life in God. Being in a community in the tents of eternity is a gift. It's not yours, but deal with the world honestly, trustfully, and this kingdom will be given to you.
You cannot be the slave of two masters. You'll either hate the first and love the second, or treat the first with respect and the second with scorn. You cannot be the slave of both God and money. But you can deal with the latter. Deal with the world and its possessions and its challenges in a trustful and honest way that we will receive that gift which we don't deserve but which comes to us through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The dishonest master is not a person whose practices we follow, but the dishonest master shows us that we must learn the ways of this world so that we may generate a genuine community of friends, friends who will be our friends when we all become children of the light. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and press play when you're ready to return. We conclude with a reading of the text from Duk. He also said to his disciples, There was a rich man, and he had a steward who was denounced to him for being wasteful with his property. He called for the man and said, What is this I hear about you? Draw me up an account of your stewardship, because you are not to be my steward any longer. Then the steward said to himself, Now that my master is taking the stewardship from me, what am I to do? Dick, I'm not strong enough. Go begging. I should be too ashamed. Ah, I know what I will do to make sure that when I am dismissed from the office, there will be some to welcome me into their homes. Then he called his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? One hundred measures of oil, he said. The steward said, Here, take your bond. Sit down and quickly drive fifty. To another he said, And you, sir, how much do you owe? One hundred measures of wheat, he said. The steward said, Here, take your bond and write eighty. The master praised the dishonest steward for his astuteness. For the children of this world are more astute in dealing with their own kind than are the children of light. And so I tell you this, use money, tainted as it is, to win your friends, and thus make sure that when it fails you, they will welcome you into eternal dwellings. Anyone who is trustworthy in little things is trustworthy in great. Anyone who is dishonest in little things is dishonest in great. If then you are not trustworthy with money, that tenth thing, who will trust you with genuine riches? And if you are not trustworthy in what is not yours, who will give you what is your very own? No servant can be the slave of two masters. He will either hate the first and love the second, or be attached to the first and despise the second. You cannot be the slave both of God and of money. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for the episode, Sandy Starbuck and Duke Tran. If you would like to volunteer to be a reader, please contact us at audiodivina at salesians.org.au.